0: Hi there, Steve Green from AQA, Agile Questions Answered. Uh, I hope you all had a good Christmas and uh, that uh, you're looking forward to uh, finally getting some freedom in uh, 2021. I certainly am. So today's question comes from Vivek Sankar and um, they want an answer to should product teams manage their own CI CD pipeline or should there be a dedicated operations team? So, uh, for those of you who are not uh, deep into uh, software development, CI CD pipeline, uh, CI CD stands for continuous integration, continuous deployment. So, uh, what this means is that um, a developer makes a change to some software, a whole load of tests run, and if those tests pass, then the pipeline automatically uh, moves the software to the next stage and it goes through a number of different things. So it could be uh, performance tests, security tests, could be manual tests, and eventually goes through and becomes a new version of the live software. I think this is very interesting. Um, Let's start by thinking about what the Scrum Guide says. So uh, I've got it open here, just have a look. So it says this about the Scrum Team. Scrum Teams are cross-functional, meaning the members have all the skills necessary to create value each sprint. So it's fairly clear from the Scrum Guide that the management of the CI CD pipeline should be within the Scrum team. So that means that the team needs both the skills to do that and the authority to do it. So let's think about why that should be. Uh, The key insight in, one of the key insights uh, that led to Scrum is that When you have, you split up responsibility between lots of different teams, it's very difficult to keep them all focused on the same outcome. So, uh, and it's particularly true when you're developing software. So the development team always wants to get things done. Other teams have got other goals. So um, the team that's responsible for the live system wants to keep the live system running. They don't like change, change is risky. You know things might go wrong and so um, you get these kind of clashes people are managed by different people you know and all these handoffs always take time so this is the key reason why um, the scrum guide says you have everything all the skills required to finish something to get it done to get it out there within the team now let's think about why it isn't like that currently so if you go back to the old days so when i started development which was uh, in the late 80s um software developers tended to do just about everything especially in the smaller companies so uh, they would uh, you know they would be responsible for building the software for testing it and for packaging it and sending it out, which in them days was uh, actually creating a floppy disk and putting it into an envelope. What happened was software and systems got more complicated uh, with the advent of network computers and um, you required a different set of skills. So you had to know about hardware uh, in order to kind of put together these systems. Um, And that hardware got more complicated Things like firewalls, which is uh, a necessary piece of equipment to stop uh, intrusion by hackers, and they all required knowledge that software developers didn't really have. Uh, the other thing was that um, you know a lot of companies, and certainly it happened at companies that I worked at. Um, there were some disasters, you know, where uh, things went really badly wrong maybe around software release or, you know, something will go wrong and a developer would jump onto the system to see what was wrong with it. And they'd make a change which made things worse rather than better. And when the kind of senior management of uh, companies looked at those things, they looked around for a solution uh, to make their businesses more stable because by that time, you're talking late 90s, early 2000s, you know, companies really depended on it. Uh, They found a a, a process called uh, ITIL, uh, the IT infrastructure library, which had all of these roles that uh, sort of said, you need to separate development from managing the system. And so um, there was a real separation and developers were no longer allowed to do anything that would touch Uh, the live system uh, that would touch the software that people actually use. That was all someone else. Fast forward to today, uh, the way that we develop software and the way that we put software live has really, really changed. So in the old days, everything had to run on physical hardware. So it had to run on actual computers. And so if you wanted to test uh, your system you needed a full set of computers. And that might be hundreds. I mean, one of the places I worked, you know, the, the live system was run on literally hundreds of computers, all in racks in a server room. And so if you wanted to test it in a realistic way, you needed the same number of computers in tests, and that would cost millions of pounds, literally millions of pounds. And so businesses kind of tended not to uh, invest in that. Nowadays, with cloud computing, it's a lot easier because what you can do is you say, well, I want to run this test, you can create all those computers in the cloud, and, and use them for a few hours, and then just blow them all away. And you're only paying for the time that you're actually using them. The other thing is that the nature of the game has changed really for developers and what they do. So before, in the era of physical hardware, you had people who were specialised in that, and uh, you know, so they knew about physical hardware. They knew like how to set it up, um, and that was quite separate from software. Nowadays, that's all gone. Everything is about setting up software uh, components. And developers do that all the time. It's just part of the job. In order to do software development, you have to know how to set up the components because usually what you're doing is you have to set it up on your own system. You've got to set it up on your own machine to do the development. And so they're very, very well aware of how to set up these kind of uh, continuous integration, continuous deployment systems. And most of the people who are around today certainly know how to do it reliably and safely. Uh, We've also got a lot better automated tools. So automated testing has come on a million miles since uh, I was a developer. Um, There's things like security testing. A lot of that is just available automatically now. And I think that another thing is that you can... Because it's very, very easy to create new computers in the cloud to run your software, one of the things you can do is you can do it in a lot safer way. So uh, one of the ways you can do it is called blue-green deployment. The idea of that is that you have one version uh, which is say on your blue system and that's connected to the outside world and people are using that. You put the next version on your green uh, deployment and you swap them over, which is a really, really fast thing. If anything goes wrong with the green deployment, you can just go straight back to the blue in an instant. And so it's very, very safe to do. I think what's even better is what's called a canary deployment. And the way this works is you've got your existing software running and then alongside it, you have your new software. But what you do is you set up the system so that 90% of your users are using the old software and only 10% get sent to the new software. And what happens is that the two things alongside each other, you can see the, whether the, the new software is working just with a very small number of users. And then uh, the tools available now is you can migrate the uh, the. Kind of users over so that gradually everyone is using the system so that is a very very safe way of uh, deploying the software and uh, it means that all of this stuff can be done within one team because you know you, they're using a process and they're using tools that they're very familiar with All software developers have to be familiar with configuring and setting up lots and lots of complex uh, bits of system at the moment uh, nowadays. And the other thing is that you know you've got all of these tools that make it much safer and much reliable. And I think that there's another advantage to the canary system, and that is that what it does is it forces you to think about a way of developing software. So that the old system, your existing version of the software, and the new version can coexist alongside. And the reason that that's useful is that, in reality, it's impossible to instantaneously go from one system to another. Um, you know, any any system of reasonable size is going to be tens or, you know, maybe hundreds of virtual computers that are in the cloud and you know it takes time for the system to change all of them to the new version. So there's always going to be this chance that the system's in an intermediate state where some machines have been updated and and others haven't. With this, uh, the Canary system it forces you to be able to support both the old and the new version. That's much more robust. So I think that um, You know, to answer the question, really uh, the responsibility and the ability should lie within the team for managing these continuous deployment uh, pipelines. And I think that the modern tools actually allow that to happen in a much safer way than was previously um, possible back in the days when you had to have very expensive hardware and the tools weren't there. So I hope you found that interesting. Um, Stay tuned. I'm going to keep going with this now we've uh, got over the Christmas break. So in a week or so, I should have another Agile Questions answered. Bye for now.